welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Yeah. You know, uh, this is what I I really love. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the night last night and I was thinking about some of the things we talked about yesterday. And I was getting ready also, uh, as I do, for today's show. And, you know, one of the things that I was really struck by, as many of you probably heard me talk about, was my childhood. And the fact that as a very young child, I, I had something happen that pretty much was unthinkable. You know, I don't know if any of you know what you have to do at age six to get kicked out of Catholic boarding school. Um, but I will tell you that uh, for whatever reason, I was thinking about this. And then I was thinking about in my life, all of the Hail Marys and Our Fathers I did every Saturday. And how I feel today about whether or not I actually feel forgiven. It's a bigger conversation than I'm willing to take on by myself. So before we do that, and I introduce Les Jensen, I want to say hi to Nathan. Hey, Nathan. Hello Great again. to meet you. Yeah, yesterday. one more day. What, another day in paradise. Yep. <laughs> and now that the smoke's gone, you know, even more paradise. Well, the smoke is gone, isn't it? Almost, actually. I mean, I can Almost. barely just see the Olympic mountain range from the studio, but definitely a lot better than it was last week. That was, Absolutely. Wow. But what happens in life, though, right, Nathan? What happens when the smoke actually lifts? What is it that gets revealed to us? Well, I'm not going to talk about all of that. That's why I've got my guest joining us here today. You know, today we're going to take a closer look. We're going to take a closer look at the role of the Savior. Yes, that's what we're going to look at today. And what is it about our lives right now? What is it about consciousness right now? What is the role that we are meant to play in this lifetime? How do we know what it is? So I am so thrilled, right, to be having this conversation that we're going to get ready to have with Les Jensen. Why? <clears throat> the book, and we're going to give copies of the book away. Uh, yeah, Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior. But what is it about the energy of that? Or what is it about the energy when I say the word forgive that makes some of you jump up for joy and others absolutely cringe? You know, I'm so thrilled to have all of you uh, meet if you haven't met him already somebody that is out there I want to just say it out there and so on the other side of it someone who absolutely prays for hopes for the end of suffering for generations 
Why? Just look at the suicide rate right now. So get ready, everybody. We got lots to talk about. And how do you feel when I say the word forgive? Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Les, great to have you. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I'm so delighted to be here. Okay, so the word forgive. Let's just start that. You notice I'm not even starting with the word sinner. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, like I, uh, I'm just like okay. Let's just talk about the word forgive. Um, It is one of those words that I think in life has been so misunderstood, yet at the same time. So absolutely love-hate relationship with. And here it is, your book. What's up with this? Well, I think like you, like you start off with, uh, the notion of forgive or to be forgiven is, a, is extremely powerful, uh, both as an individual and collectively. It, the, um, it, it, it's... People can be motivated to do such brutal things, especially on this planet. It's not hard to see through our mythology. There's been a lot of pain and suffering. Mm. And and if it was at the hand of a person that did the, the inflicting of pain, there has to be a point where we let go of that, where we release it into the past. Because if we, if we carry the that um, with us, that event with us, because of how we felt in some moment, we can't totally heal who we are. We can't heal our past. And if we can't heal our past, we certainly can't heal our future. Mm. You know, it's really interesting, too, that um, I was uh, talking about this a little bit yesterday. I have a very interesting background, right? You know, I come from a family primarily Catholic, but then my dad remarries and he remarries a woman from the South. And now I'm introduced to a form of Southern Baptist as a religion. However, one of the things that I was introduced to was a different message. And the message was that, you know, we are here to live an amazingly abundant and and prosperous life. Suffering is not our role, but yet here we are. What is it that you, on the way to becoming you, have discovered about your own life's path and whether or not suffering should be your birthright? Well, that's curious. When you talk about your past and the mm-hmm. uh, Catholic religion, I was mm-hmm. raised in the Mormon religion. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> if you go much past breathing, you're at, you're at the edge of sin. <laughs> yes. And so, and so, so um, I, had to, I had to break a lot of the stigma of my family dynamics with, within my own self. But the, when you talk about um, how I'm experiencing this personally— I I have really come to understand that consciousness, that this this elixir, this this fluid awareness that we all are, seeks expression. It seeks expansion. And you know, we might be the same age. I was born young. You might have been born young too. I mean, yeah. if we were both born young, um, 
what I'm finding in my as I age is yeah. my I can expand who I am as I go along it. My age mm-hmm. is none of my business. I That's recently right. got I got myself a drum kit <gasps> and I'm learning to play the drums and I'm almost sixty. And I got myself a motorcycle. And when I get on that and ride it like I stole it, I feel like a teenager again. My my soul doesn't have this rigid idea of aging or of, of the effect of time on my persona. I am free if I'm willing to allow it to happen. I'm free to reinvent my life over and over and over again, exploring the expansion of who I am. It's is so delightful. I love that we're talking about this because you and I really have that in common. Um, and you know, after we come back from break, I'm going to go in the other room and I'm going to get my drum. Um, uh, the motorcycle thing, uh, I come from a motorcycle family. So I congratulate you for getting out there and getting on the bike and letting, you know, uh, the wind and the bugs hit your face, <laughs> so to speak. That's um, right. But let me ask you this question, because, you know, as I was reading your book, um, Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior, uh, when I was reading your book, I was really struck by how my perspective on spiritual growth has changed. And I can't really pinpoint a moment of that. Um, and what I mean by it changed is that now I, I, I could turn on Sirius Satellite as an example, uh, and all of a sudden, there might be this preacher person that says something like, we don't have to worry about our sins. You know, we, the sins have been taken care of. We're not here to suffer anymore. We're here to live an amazing, abundant, powerful life. And by the way, we can still do that and say the word God. Now, I want to talk about this because that's very different than perhaps the way I grew up and maybe the way you grew up. What's changed here? I want to ask you this, Les. What's changed? Or what's changing? (laughs) I I think the um, the notion of sin was an invention of man to to hold a, a like a carrot over our head. The idea of salvation, it, you know, the notion that in the future I'm uh, I'm going to run into God and He's going to evaluate all my lifetimes and say, well, you either shine or you suck, and so you're <laughs> going to heaven or hell. The, the idea that I'm I'm being assigned heaven or hell assumes I don't have free agency anymore. Mm. Assumes that what it, one of those two paradigms is going to be somehow locked into my life path. But consciousness never ever has um, uh, is without free will. We always have this opportunity to create new choices. And I and I suggest the the idea of sin, the notion that what we have done in our past is held over our heads, cannot be associated mm-hmm. with unconditional love. Because mm-hmm. love by unconditional love by itself says, I I see the truth of you and I love you anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, my mom used to say to me. 
this is my my Southern Baptist mom. My mom used to say to me, honey, with a real Southern accent, she used <laughs> to say, my stepmom, she used to say, uh, girls, there are three girls. She used to say, girls, I'm just telling you now, you know, don't worry about heaven. Don't worry about hell. It's right here and it's right now. Right. And, you know, and then uh, she would go off to say something like, you make your bed, just sleep in it. I mean, I mean this, this is like all in one sentence, right? Sure. But what she would say to us is, you have a role to play in how your life goes. What the heck are you going to do? Are you going to shoot high? Or are you going to aim high? Or are you going to aim low? When we come back from break, we're going to talk about your book. But most importantly, we're going to talk about what the call to action is for the book and for all of us reading it. Are we sort of a benign element in the energy of life force, God, whatever you call it? Are we benign or do we have an active participatory role? Can we change the events of things? I'm glad I don't have to answer that. That's why I got less here. We're going to take a short <laughs> break, everybody. We'll be right back. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Golden Otter Divinations Radio, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream with Autumn Seibel. Tune in the first Friday every month at 9 a.m. Pacific as Autumn, educator, health coach, and medium, explores metaphysical and mainstream strategies on how to elevate your level of conscious living. Draw in the abundance that is yours by divine right. For more information about working with Autumn, visit goldenotter.us. That's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal.us. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. Practice living in wholeness with the body tune-up. Six classes for $89 designed for radical self-healing and self-regeneration. Heal the deepest root of any challenge. The mental body was programmed in negativity. Not good enough. Separate from source. You're too much. You'll never make it. The emotional body holds all the pain and trauma of emotional suppression. All the pain from this life and life's past. The spiritual body is the place you connect with your higher power, your higher self, with the image and likeness of the one. The physical body houses and expresses the other three bodies every day. Go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Evolve, become a practitioner. We need to heal, integrate, and bring into wholeness and harmony. 
the physical body, addressing all the other bodies in order to live in our true, authentic nature. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, that was yesterday. Going up to the spirit in the sky was yesterday when we had psychic medium uh, Mark Anthony on the show because that's what he did. Boy, he took us all over to that spirit in the sky, right? Because that's what he does. Today, I want to talk with amazing, amazing person. Why do I say that? Because not only has he written a book and it's called uh, Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior, but... If you take a look at what Les has done and what Les is doing, and the way to do that, you can go to a couple of places. You can go to the website, uh, newhumanliving.com. That's one way you could do it. Uh, and then, Les, you also have a website with your name, right? Yes. Okay. Le- lesjensen.com. Yeah, lesjensen.com. If, if you go and you take a look, one of the things I love when I, when, I, when I ask you all to go take a look at something, ask yourself the question, right? Was it, what is it about what I'm seeing here or what Les is saying that helps me understand where I am in my life and where I want to go? See, that's a really interesting question, Les, because it gets back to what we were talking about before the break. Do I actually know I'm alive and that there's a level of responsibility that I have for the actions in my life and the way life shows up? Or do I believe that I am simply not empowered, that my decisions don't matter, that I'm not accountable or responsible for myself or things in the world? Or can I become a modern day mystic that is free from the shackles of perceived sin. What do you think to all of that? Well, you know, I think the the coolest thing we have, you and me, Nathan, and the listeners, is we have we have flesh and bones. We have a body, and that is everything. There has easily been a billion prayers to to end the suffering on this planet. But not once has a glowing orb come down from the sky from any religion ever mm-hmm. and silenced the guns of war. Right. The powerful deities have a hands-off approach. The way humanity heals its wounds is through our human nature. Mm-hmm. So you need flesh and bones. You need a ticket, a body to be a vessel of unconditional love on the planet. And that's a really powerful and exciting opportunity for us to have. Mm-hmm. God, God doesn't have this single idea of heaven that if, if, she can get everybody to fit in this puzzle that poof, then heaven exists. On the contrary, heaven has seven billion faces on the planet. Heaven is a feeling that happens inside of you 
the persona of you and every single person will have a different experience when they connect with the heaven within themselves. So it's not like there's not uh, this idea of righteousness that if we snap and mold our persona into some kind of a template that we're going to find heaven, that's mm-hmm. baloney. In the book, I talk about two aspects because these are human attributes yeah. that have no definition that your purity and your authenticity. Purity is the presence or absence of karma, and authenticity is are you genuinely honoring who you are? And every single person will be different in when they come to honor themselves. Mm. You know, let's, for a minute, let's talk about this in the context of not only what you have in the book, but I was reading an article you wrote, uh, and I uh, probably cannot remember the exact, but it was about the doorway to living a most exceptional life. Something, you know, it was an article you wrote about that. Um, and I'm reading that as well as reading the book. And one of the things I was struck by and had to ask myself the question is the question that you just presented. And that is, what do I actually believe? You know, what do I actually believe? Do I actually believe that I am of human flesh only, right? I'm just going to say it like that, of human flesh only, which means that here I am, I get up every day and I do what I want to do. Or do I believe that I'm of human flesh that has enormous capability to create the life that I want? And do I get to use, other than my known senses, do I get to use an invisible power, as you talk about in the book? And, you know, I I have to ask you about this because I don't normally wake up and start to think about these things, but I (laughs) I did read your book. Um, Sometimes, Les, don't you think we don't even realize that we have the ability to choose a a new perspective? Oh my! Indeed, mm. the 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 um, what shall we say? The archetypes that we're mm-hmm. wearing in any particular moment is um, only a, a subset of our potential. Like when we were all born, none of us, zero, none of us had an ego, and our ego was fabricated. It was crafted in our family of origin when they taught us symbols like words, and this is a, a door, and this is a chair. And then they taught us, this is really mm-hmm. powerful, they taught us which symbols were important and valuable and which ones weren't. And when they did that, they created a posture in our very thinking as to how we relate to the physical world. But all of it, there's so many family dynamics that the belief systems on the planet are as thick as grains of sand on the beach. Mm. So if if you were raised in a stigma, a lot of times our soul cho- chose a family dynamic that is 180 degrees from what we came here to learn. I grew up in a Mormon, a small Mormon town it was like the twilight zone <laughs> it didn't it didn't matter who i asked the butcher the policeman the school teacher if i asked anything about religion i got the exact same answer like there was nobody inside the body they just 
They just uh, parroted the answer from a book. So there was not really even a conversation happening. And so as a young kid, I wanted to know what the truth was, and nobody would tell me anything but this this canned answer. And so I had to dig deeper. Mm. Yesterday I shared an experience, and I want to talk to you about this. I shared an experience that I actually didn't connect the dots about it until yesterday with Mark. Um, because, of course, he does speak to dead people. And, and he was sharing something. And I had an experience where I was, I'd finished school and I, I don't know what I was doing, but I, I had one of those uh, blackout experiences, right? Mm-hmm. You know, where the body just decides, okay, we're done for the moment. And, and off to the hospital I went. I mean, there's these fancy medical names for it. You had a similar experience in that, I think in your book, you call it cheating death. Now, I didn't connect the dots, but for me... When I got back from the hospital after that brain experience that they called it and saw the MRI and the scans, I was different. Do you think for yourself, one, that experiences like that, where the body sort of has to speak to us, at least the way I think about it, do you think it is an impact which energetically causes us to follow a different path? Did your experience of cheating death affect you in in a way like that or not? Well, sure. But um, we can go through those experiences and whether our ego gets triggered by that or not is not a done deal. Sometimes, (laughs) Sometimes people go through those events and they don't recognize what it was in truth until decades later. Mm -hmm. There's much more intelligence happening in our persona than just our ego. Mm -hmm. In fact, our ego kind of sucks at at predicting the infinite potential of each moment where our heart can have a very deep wisdom and our body can have some innate intelligence as to what would best serve us as we move along. So certainly there's a much bigger story than whatever our ego is processing or telling us from moment to moment. Mm. Uh, you know, the book, uh, and by the way, for those of you just tuning in, uh, I'm, I'm talking with Les Jensen about, uh, you know, his latest, uh, latest accomplishment. And the book is for Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior. And um, we actually have copies of the book to give away. But one of the things I'm really struck by, Les, and want to talk about when we come back, is I don't know anyone that when they are pushed in a moment of being at the end of their road, doesn't in some way, maybe their own way, pray for the end of that moment of suffering, right? When we come back, I want to talk with you a little bit about whether or not we're ready to let go of the notion that we believe we're victims of the events of suffering as opposed victors in changing our perception. Take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back.
Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you are ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. That's thefearandanxietysolution.com or call 866 866- 903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet, welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. Are you you searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place? That is the most familiar to your soul in the depths of who you are. The universe puts someone here to talk to, someone God gave a blessing to, that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net. 1-800-323-1790. You can't run away, cause you're scarred. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, Great to have Les Jensen joining me here today, Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior. Um, And we are talking about what is it about our nature that we are on an ongoing search for a form of salvation, right? And we don't call it that per se, but what are we looking for? Do we actually continue to have hope? You know, and this is really what I love about what, Les, what you've put, what you've written is, you know, there are many aspects of humanity that you talk about in this book, but the question really that we're going to talk about now is where really is the truth? 
uh, before we do that, I would love, uh, Nathan, if we could give a copy of the book away. And the best way for us to do that is pretty easy. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Love to give a copy of the book away. Uh, we'll take the first caller and uh, Nathan will grab your information so we know how to send it to you as well. Uh, for more information about Les, you can go to newhumanliving.com or you can go to Les Jensen, J-E-N-S-E-N.com. And you're going to come across the article that I read there that I, I mentioned before. Uh, Les, I want to talk about this because there's a question mark around, and let me just cut to the chase. Do I actually have control over my life or is that a myth? And we were talking during a break about the heroes, and I shared an experience where I watched one of the Marvel movies and watched a row of kids just break down in hysteria over one of their characters that didn't make it. Um, Where is our hope? Where does our hope lie? Are we hoping for a savior that's not us? And by the way, is it inconceivable that it could actually be us? Well, that's a good question. Just consider this this one notion. Mm-hmm. Every single savior from every single religion has come and gone on the planet, and we we still have vast suffering. Mm. So, are the saviors going to super savior school to get these superhero powers, and then they'll come back and kick suffering's ass all the way to hell? Mm. It was never intended for the saviors in and of themselves to erase the suffering on the planet because humans have free will. Mm. The the free will gives us the choice to perpetuate suffering or choose to forgive and heal. It has to be through our human condition. And so, therefore, the human paradigm is the most powerful paradigm for the transformation of our human story, of our human condition. And so you, me, Nathan, the listeners, we are the fabric of change for humanity. And we have complete and total control. The The principles of karma are impersonal. They're indifferent. Gravity is the same way. It didn't give a... It didn't care if you learned to walk or not or how long it took you to walk. But once you did, you mastered gravity. Karma is extremely simple principles that are impersonal and timeless. Karma doesn't care if you figure it out or not. Mm-hmm. The principles don't change. You change. Um, you know, I want to talk about some principles for a minute. And I, I mean, I could go to different philosophies or religions, but I want to just go general for a minute um, and really get to what you talk about in the bo- book about where is the truth. So I shared I grew up in, in, with at least two different uh, religious philosophies, at least two. There was a third. But the one thing that I remember from my mom's version of her belief was she would quote things that had to do with the fact that everything that we, us three girls, everything we needed was within us. Now, I didn't know as a young kid where she was getting this stuff from because, you know, in in Catholicism, which was my dad's side of the family, they didn't quote the same things. You know, 
they didn't have a mom that walked around and say things like heaven lives under a rock or greater things than any of this you will do. I mean, they didn't, right? Sure. But yet, if all of that was true, why did us girls, A, not listen to what she was saying? And what is it about discovering the truth for ourselves that becomes this ever elusive journey the uh the the truth is within ourselves it's you know like i talk about in the Mm -hmm. book the closer you the closer you get to god the shorter the sentences are Mm -hmm. and when you get to the essence of god it's real blunt i am that i am and as it is in other words you have free will to choose wherever the hell you want Mm-hmm. belly up to the bar or not i mean we are we have such fierce freedom and and i think one of the ways we kind of got hoodwinked is to have these religions teach us in our early impressionable years just like the kids in the theater that the power is in god and god's not here Mm-hmm. The, the power is in God, and God wants to talk to the Pope or the priest or the president or the anybody but the, the, the person sitting in the congregation. Well, that's not true. The, the, the kingdom of heaven is within us. The Father and I are one now, today, in this moment. The, the separation we had from our divinity happened in our own psyche as we loaded ourselves up with karma. If you look at the past, how can I as a human being incarnate, uh, live the role of a a slave or a, a prostitute or somebody who was taken advantage of unless I felt powerless? Mm. And so in order to to fulfill all the potentials of what it means to be human, somehow or another, we had to shed our connection with our own personal power. And the way we did that was we loaded up our psyche with karma. Sometimes it's easiest to see when it's a very pronounced effect. How many people know somebody in their past that was a young, bright, kid mm-hmm. and then they went off to war and they came back so scarred yeah. that they're they're barely trying to get through the day mm-hmm. that that's a brilliant example of a psyche being loaded up with with trauma and suffering and it's the forgiving of that the unraveling of that that'll move us back towards purity and a reconnection with our own divinity mm-hmm. uh, you know why is forgiving so hard well, it gets easier if you actually try it. Ah! <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so I, I love that I asked you that question. Uh, one of the things I learned the hard way, and, and I'd love to hear your view on it, is, you know, the idea of forgiving and the word forgiving, um, it didn't mean to me what it means to me today. So the confusion that that, that existed for me was, if I forgive, then that must mean that I actually am condoning what you did, that I'm saying it's okay. And I mean, really, really confusing about all of that. But yet, I really am a person and my life is, I don't really hold grudges 
to p- people. You know, somebody asked me once uh, in early on, they, they were talking about hate. And, you know, they knew my story. My mom committed suicide. They knew this stuff. And they asked me where I put my anger and hatred. And I stopped and I said, you know, I said, I grew up in the 60s. I didn't even hate Nixon. And and they looked at me like, what, what do you mean? They, it was totally over their head. I don't think I understand what hate feels like. But yet at the same time, I've been angry. I've had things happen in my life that I thought at the moment I wish I could change. But I don't quite understand what that feeling is like. That continuing, ongoing uh, resentment towards a thing. And I don't think it's because I'm better than anybody else. I really think it's because of the teachings of my stepmom. I really think that at some point, some of the things you're talking about and the notion of I can change my life if I change my perspective, I think it wore off on some of us. Is it that simple? Well, y- yes, you can <laughs> you can you can turn your belief around in a moment. I mean, who hasn't had an epiphany about some aspect of their past that see when you choose to forgive, you're choosing freedom. Yeah. You're releasing a sense of bondage from your own persona, your own psyche. Now, I've written about all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, karma, advanced levels of karma is being able to love all that is, to love everything that exists just as it is, without condition. And God knows there's been some pretty ugly crap that's been happening on this planet for a long time. But as... The creator incarnate, incarnate, we are given fierce freedom. My relationship with creation is also my relationship that of all that has been created, even the so-called shadow side of humanity. Right. And so if I posture with the creative process in any form whatsoever, I'm posturing with my own relationship with the creative process and thus my own power. Mm-hmm. So to really forgive, the power of forgiveness is to forgive every single face of humanity. Now that's a tall order for a lot of people. Yeah. And I don't talk about it quite so bluntly in the book. For most people, just some forgiveness will give them some traction that'll that'll open up freedom in their life tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold. But if you if you go down that road of forgiveness and compassion for all that is, you're going to find an ocean of love in your persona that won't end. It, there's such a joyful feeling when you can hold compassion for the darkest of humanity. That, that's how humanity changes from one persona. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we're when we're talking about this, and Nathan, we'll go ahead and skip the break. Um, I, someone said to me a while ago. They asked me about a situation, uh, and they asked me a question about an illness that I had, and they said to me point blank, Pat, what is it about this illness that is serving you? What is it? 
that you're willing to hold on to with the notion of being sick that you get a benefit from. Now, when they said that to me, I was really like, you got to be kidding. Did you ask, just ask me that? But there has to be a benefit that people see or perceive less in holding on to suffering at some level. There has to be something we, and maybe benefit's not the right word, but we're, we hold on to it for some reason that may not be logical to some people, but for the individual, it's their coming home place. And I want to ask you about that. You know, is there a benefit uh, to suffering that humanity holds on to? Well, what comes to mind is the notion of blame in, mm. in that, like, so I was raised in a household that pretty much raped me of a personal experience with God. Mm. Because certainly God won't tell me the, the really powerful crap because the church has a prophet and he's got the red phone and the important crap goes through the red phone. If you don't have a red phone, well, you know, you're just a mere mortal and mm -hmm. tough cookies. So I could, I could say, well, wait a minute, I didn't have a personal relationship with this divinity within me as, as a child. But if I look at how I responded to that um, child abuse, <laughs> uh, I can see it made me go searching for a deeper truth. Mm -hmm. And I'll, just like when a soul chooses to play out a victim role, we surrender our power. And then there's a point where we get fed up with feeling powerless. Yeah. And and that's the turning point point where we no longer want to go any deeper into the suffering. And it has to be through our own free will that we choose to turn around and let go of the suffering and and move the journey back to the to the truth of us, to the divine consciousness that is at the core of every single one of us. Mm. Um, if we're here and we live in the world of possibilities for our lives, right? If I, if I take a look at what I mentioned earlier in one of the articles you wrote and I, I, I look in the place of possibilities and, you know, honestly, I got this idea because I went back to school later on in life and, you know, I had to do some research so I learned about the difference between probability and possibility at a very, uh, how should I say it, statistical level. But it became a metaphor for me, Les. And somewhere along the way to becoming me in this moment, I decided I don't like probability. I don't want to live a life of probability. I like the idea of possibility. And for me, that's where hope lives, right? But more importantly, the idea of not having an option to whatever I'm experiencing is extraordinarily painful. And, well, and I think a lot of people are in, in pain. No question. But the... When you when you see something in your in the dynamics of your life that's repetitive and ongoing, mm. and you don't desire it, typically there's there's um, 
karmic elements within your persona. For example, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, if if you lack self-love and you're not conscious of that, and by that by the notion of not loving yourself, you choose relationships where the where you attract abusers to you. In in your conscious mind, you can blame the acu- accuser. Every husband I've had has been the same jerk. It doesn't matter if his name's Tom, Dick, or Harry. All I've run into is, you know, um, painful experiences. Mm. But in truth, the reason that that perpetuates is due to unresolved aspects within ourselves. As as we look within ourselves and a very powerful thing to do is notice when your feelings shift mm-hmm. if somebody walks in the room your feelings will shift if you read something in the paper your feelings will shift your emotions are just messengers they're impersonal messengers reflecting to you how you see yourself in the environment so at some point when you when you have this ongoing suffering it's asking you, how long do you want to hold this perspective? And and when you let go of it, and it can happen in an instant, it can happen today, it can happen right now. When you let go of it, and you quit posturing with that karmic imprinting, the karma can mm-hmm. literally leave your body and you can be free of it as an ongoing experience. Mm-hmm. But ev- everything that you... Uh, uh, don't like about your life on the outside is a reflection of some incongruency to the truth of you on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what you're talking about here and and you talk about in the book, of course, is uh, I might think I'm holding a grudge for something on the outside, but what's going on is there's a battle within me. And it doesn't matter, really, if you believe in the law of attraction, life force energy, quantum physics, you know, we understand about the energy of resistance in so many ways. So basically, what we're talking about is I'm literally in a loop of stuckness on the outside that's generated from a loop of stuckness on the inside and one continues to feed the other. So in the end, I'm a dog chasing my tail. Yep. If you really want to be free of it, look inside. If you, what you see on the outside is a reflection of what you haven't resolved on the inside. Mm -hmm. And and that's why compassion and love for humanity is such a, wow. Oh my God. Wow. Wow, when you when you quit posturing with all forms of shadow or hate or struggle, mm-hmm. wow, it all melts. It all melts away. There's oh my god, it's oh my yeah. god. Yeah. But I love what you say in the book and I know this hour has gone really quickly. Um I I was reading the part of the book, the chapter as we believe. And I think one of the things you say, I have come, I have found to be so true in my life. And I think it's something like anything that, you know, we find on the outside that's causing us grief or upset is a gift. And it took me a lot of years to realize that, you know, whatever becoming upset inside of me 
is some, I think you refer to it as a karmic element that's waiting, I think, waiting to be set free, waiting to be released. Sure. Right. Um, I, I, I mean, what is it from your perspective, right? What is it that we can know today in this moment that can alter the belief systems that we have to help us begin the process of freedom? So take the three most difficult people in your life, the three mm-hmm. people that rub you wrong, mm-hmm. and look at them and throw your hands in the air and shout, hooray, hooray, my mm-hmm. teachers have arrived. When, If we don't have somebody outside of us to stir up our subconscious stigmas, how can we do anything consciously with them? Mm-hmm. The gift of people who get us upset is they're bringing subconscious stigmas and they're making them upset or up, uh, uh, create an upheaval of feelings. And those feelings were subconscious moments before. They still existed. They were still energetically part of your psyche and you were not consciously aware of them. So these tyrants, these scallywags, these bona fide angels that have showed up to show you unresolved karmic stigmas in your subconscious, those people are giving you the greatest gifts because whoever gets you upset the most is, is striking the biggest nerve within your own psyche that hasn't been resolved. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to tell you, the end game for all of that, uh, pain and suffering really is. I mean, carrying a lifetime of unresolvedness is it's it's daunting. And, you know, some people can't carry it less. They can't carry it. You know, it's not something that I don't think any of us have learned very well. Uh, how to really shake ourselves up. But you've laid it out beautifully in your book, and so I want to thank you for that. Uh, One last question, and thank you for joining me here today. I'd love to know your personal message. What do we want to leave everybody with today? You, You are safe. You are loved. No matter what your past has been, you're good to go. There's nothing within you at, in, in your deepest truth that would deny you any um, wonderful experiences in your life. You, you have been pre-vetted to live the most wonderful life that you can imagine and allow. So don't hold on to the past for another moment. Forgive everyone and see it as, an, uh, as a, the canvas of karma playing out within your own being and Mm -hmm. and the end game is learning to love all that is so you Mm -hmm. can you can live in love no matter what your eyes show you there's a place of deep freedom there yeah yeah i love it i love it les thank you so much thank you for today um thank you for all that you're doing to help people literally set the freedom system into motion i want to thank all of you for tuning us in turning us on let's give out your website one more time if you would 
newhumanliving.com and lesjensen.com. Awesome. Uh, Nathan, thank you, thank you, thank you. And don't forget, everybody. Yeah, we got another hour coming up. We'll be right back. Let's go. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.